0: اما بعد فقد قال تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها مساكنكم ليحتمنكم وجنوده وهم لا يشعرون. الله العظيم. My dear respected listeners Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us many many benefits And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That if we show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are happy and content with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, then we will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase us in whatever we need and in whatever we desire. Alhamdulillah, through the Fazr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find Allah ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an many, many incidents in which the Qudrat and the power of Allah is shown. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the controller of everything. Allah ta'ala knows everything. Allah ta'ala hears everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing, all-seeing. وَمَا ma tasqutu min وَرَكَةٍ illa A leaf does not fall, except it is in the knowledge of Allah. That seed that is planted into the ground, that whether it's dry or wet, and when it splits, one part of it comes above the ground, one part of it starts to penetrate the ground. All these things are in the knowledge of Allah. So we find... In our history, the history that is mentioned in the Quran, Sulaiman is moving and he's moving with his entire army and he's moving from one place to another. Now it's such a huge army, the entire earth is vibrating and the ant that is out there hears, feels this vibration and hears this army coming. Then this ant makes an announcement. Ya oh, ayyuhu, namrud khulu masakinakum. O ants, entering into your houses. That there is a possibility that Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam and his army that is moving from place to place is going to crush you. So Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah Ta'ala had given him the, the power to hear and to understand the speech of every insect and every animal. So, Suleiman, alayhi salatu wasalam, smiles at this, And he wonders and he thinks to himself that this ant is concerned about his fellow ants. And he's concerned to this extent that he's warning, the ant is warning his fellow ants that go back into your homes because of the, the, the possibility of you being crushed. So, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala loves this act, this feeling of compassion, the feeling of of trying to protect and the others, the other species, the other ants. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentioned this in the Quran. So we find the Suleiman Sirat sallam continues on his journey, and as he is going, he realizes that one part of his group, the hood the, the, the is not there. And then he realizes, and he mentions that if this bird does not come back, then or if the bird comes back, then I'm going to punish him because he has left my group without taking permission. So here we find that we learn a lesson of humbleness when the bird goodhood returns and realizes that the master Seniman salam is upset, so he takes a pose of humbleness when he comes forward to Suleiman alayhi salatu wasalam, he spreads his wings out with his neck towards the ground, with his head towards the ground, and in this manner he walks forward and comes towards Suleiman alayhi salatu wasalam in the manner of humbleness. So if we know that we have done something wrong and we are in the, in the wrong, then to take up a pose of humbleness, to submit ourselves and say to ourselves that we have done something wrong. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But rather, it will lead to a situation where we will be exonerated and where we will feel, the other party will feel, that now, alhamdulillah, this person knows that something has been done wrong and he is making amends to, to make the situation right. So Sulaiman alayhi wa sallam some questions the bird, and the bird tells him that he has gone to a place where there's a queen the Queen of Sheba, Queen Bilqis, and uh, the, the, those people are worshiping the sun, etc. It's an entire long incident, but Sulaiman al feels that he has to invite the queen and call her towards the Deen of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he writes a letter and requests the bird to take this letter and give it and take it to the to the queen. And the bird takes this letter and goes and it comes to a place, to a palace, where the Queen is sleeping. It enters into the room through a window and lets the, the, the letter go, and shutters and falls onto the chest of the Queen. So the Queen opens the letter and says that this is the letter from Suleiman Ali was inviting her. So in, in short, we find that she accepts, but she besides, before doing that, she consults all the leaders around her, and they tell her that now, we will have to go out and meet this Sulaiman and see what he wants. My reason for mentioning all this, this incident, in, this entire incident in short is that this incident seemingly, historians have looked at it, where, where did it take place? So it was mentioned that there's a possibility that this incident had taken place in what is currently known as Ethiopia, in part of Africa. And this is where this incident had taken place. And then we find that Sulaiman alayhi salam had gone to visit the islands around there. They're, they're, they're mentioned, the historians have mentioned. Obviously, we have to do tahqiq and, and, and see that if, it's, if there's any truth. But what, this is what we have heard, that the island of Pemba, the island of Mithali that's next to Pemba, and the island of Zanzibar. My dear respected listeners, we find that these islands, Islam is strong and Islam is very very prevalent. It is mentioned in the island of Zanzibar that before Hijra to Medina to munawwara Islam had already reached these islands. How the first Hijra that had taken place to Abyssinia uh, to Habasha, and the Muslims had settled in in, in Habasha. And they had made dawah, they have given dawah, people had accepted Islam. Now, between Abyssinia, that is currently known as Ethiopia, to these islands is not a very, very huge distance. It's a, it's a matter of one day sailing over water. By flight it takes about two hours, two and a half hours. But it's not such a huge distance to cover so these people that have accepted islam they are coming to these islands and that is how the historians say that islam had reached into into these islands of Pemba and zanzibar before it even reached al manawwara allahu A'lam. but what we see is the history of islam and the way that the muslims are at the moment the muslims there alhamdulillah in the island of zanzibar they number one million One million people that live live on these islands. And the masjids, the total number of masjids on on this island is 1,600 masjids of various sizes, of various types, simple masjids. And now, alhamdulillah, we find that the the community that lives there, they have decided to to build new masjids and we find masjids as big as, to hold 5,000 worshippers, alhamdulillah, 5,000 people for Salah. We find that these types of masjids are also being built. So uh, we find that the signs of Islam, the men always have the topi on their heads and the young uh, young girls coming to madrasa we find they are just modestly or going to school dressed very very modestly with the with the burka on their heads and modesty and haya can be seen prevalent in the in all the people they are such soft people that they are prepared to accept and listen to whatever you say and they are prepared to listen to you so in this manner we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this island. These people are content with whatever they have. They are happy with, their, with whatever they have. And the simple lives that they lead, they are happy with the simplicity and with whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed them with. We find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this island with beautiful weather, with beautiful scenery, and most of and most of the, the person requires. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has blessed whatever you require can be found on the on the island. Beautiful and 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 fruit, fruit, meat, and whatever you whatever you require, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has blessed them. Pineapples so huge that. Five or six people can easily consume from that pineapple and still there will be some, something left over. And the various type of fruit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this, these people with all these things. Then we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this island a place where one of the most important spice uh, that is consumed all over the world is grown in huge quantities on this island. That is the clove. And this clove, we find, it is there... And huge fields, huge farms are allocated to, to grow this this, uh, this item. And huge numbers of people are employed in this industry to see that the clove is grown and harvested, is dried, is pre and sent all over the world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made that the lifeblood of the, of the, of the economy of which the people live. So the the traders, the Arab traders, the Omani traders, and the Indian traders, they seized upon the opportunity, and they made this into an industry, and we find that this industry is throughout the island. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted the rule over this island for 425 years to the Omani traders, to the Omani sultanate and they had ruled over this over this island and there was peace and tranquility and in this way the people were happy and everything carried on like normal till 1964 the political uh, revolution had taken place and we find that the the sultan was displaced and the sultan was removed through politics and through uh, through through um, force and he was made to leave and then thereafter, a new political dispensation had come about, and that is what is prevalent today. But despite all these happenings and political upheavals, etc., Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still kept deen strong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still kept deen alive. And this is evident by the various madrasas that we find, the makatib that are running, that the ulama are running, and the, the efforts that have been done by the ulama, in that country, to make sure that the Deen stays alive, despite the huge influx of modernization and westernization, but we find Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has kept this Deen alive. People are still actively involved in Deen. At the time of Salah. we find the Masjids are filling up. At the time when Fajr, at the time of Fajr, also we find a lot of people coming to the Masjids and where they remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So. Despite all the challenges that they are facing, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has still kept this deen alive within their heart. So we find that it is mentioned that there are four enemies that is with us all the time. And we have to make sure that we protect ourselves from these enemies. And that is in the word dushman. Dushman in, uh, in Urdu actually means enemy. But if you look at the alphabet that this is made out of, dal means dunya. The dunya is our enemy all the time. The dunya is with us all the time, dal. And this dunya is attracting us. And we find that the greatest sickness that we have is of that we would desire more and more of this dunya. But that person who is content with what he has, and he realizes that whatever I have brought into the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he shows contentment. So this sign of contentment is actually a ni'mat from the side of Allah. But if it goes the other way, where we always wanting more and more Halmin Mahid, Halmin Masheed, then this same dunya becomes an enemy for us. Then the second is enemy that is with us all the time is, is sheen shaitan shaitan is with us all the time and he wants to relay us and wants to take us astray to fight shaitan and to fight whatever wrongs that he needs us to do that is how we will, we will save ourselves from the enemy of from this enemy then the third enemy is mahol the environment the environment is bad then that environment will will take us astray. For example, a person is in an environment where there is evil taking place. Then there's no way he can think that he will save himself. The effects of that evil will come into him. So save ourselves from an evil company, from evil environments. That's the third enemy. And the last enemy that is with us all the time is our nafs, our own carnal desires and carnal selves, which we desire and which we want So to save ourselves from our own nafs, to go against our nafs. It is mentioned if a person wants to become the friend of Allah, then whatever his nafs desires, he should go against his nafs. For these, alhamdulillah, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us numerous opportunities, numerous ways to reform ourselves. And one of the greatest ways of reformation in this time and age is to go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to invite towards the greatness of Allah. When we visit these places, we see the qudrat of Allah ta'ala in front of us, the beauty of the, the natural beauty of the place, and the natural beauty of the oceans and the falls and everything that surrounds us. And we can just think about the greatness of Allah, the greatness of Allah permeates into the deep recesses of our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it such that we become the da'is to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till our death. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala utilize us for his deen, to take his deen to the four corners of the world. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد ومالك وصليم. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الملك كله ولك الشكر كله. اللهم لا أختي عليك أنت كما أسهد ألا نسك. يا نيابة يا هذا الجلال بكرام. أسبحنا وأسبح الملك لله. اللهم إن نسلك في هذا اليوم نسره وبركته ووذاه. ونعوذ بك من شر هذا اليوم ومن بعده أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق بسم الله الذي لا يدر مع عثمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فعفو أنه اللهم إنا نسلك الهدى والثقى والعفو والغنى. ربنا آت نفوسها تكواها وزكها عند خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها ربنا لا تذق قلوبنا بعد اهديتنا وهبلنا من لدنك رحم انك انت الوهاب ربنا انك جامع الناس ليوم لا ريب ان الله لا يخلف الميعاد سمعنا واطعنا أفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين